0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. This is a tough one, because on Good Friday, we talk about the suffering of our Lord, and we know that he's going to come through it, and we know that he's going to rise. And so we're almost comforted knowing that there is light at the end of that tunnel, But tonight is a tough one because we're talking about betrayal. We're talking about abandonment. We're talking about people who had followed our Savior for three years. They were taught, they were mentored, they were nourished physically and spiritually. They were cared for in every way. And yet tonight we see a variety of things. We see three kinds of this abandonment. The first is those who are unable to stay and pray with him. Just stay with me. Companionship. If we look at our lives, our Lord sometimes just wants us to accompany him. Now, let's get some context here. He doesn't want us to accompany him because he needs our support. He is God. He is omnipotent. He wants us to accompany him so that we may learn from him and that we may gain some of the blessings of being in his company at that time, in that situation. He wants us to be fellow workers and partners in his ministry. And if you want someone to be a partner, you realize that they can't just be with you in the good times when it's easy, when it's simple, when it's smooth. They need to be with you at the tough times so they can see the pain, the suffering. So they can see the challenges. So that once you come out of them, you overcome them, they also learn. And likewise, our Lord says to us, I want you to be with me. Be alert. Walk with me in this world. See how I'm ignored. See my pain for this world. See that I have a heart for you. See that I pray for you. I pray for the world. I pray for its salvation. I pray for its healing. Come and sit alongside me and just see what kind of heart I have for this world, for you, so that you, in turn, may have that same heart for the world. The second is a denial. I don't know him. I I don't know him. This is is St. Peter. This is Simon, who was a fisherman, the son of a fisherman, who was the son of a fisherman. And he knew nothing but fishing. And yet, this man became a great leader. Yes, he pulled out his sword and he attacked someone, but that was just him with his vigor. But look at the transformation in his life. And yet, when it came to the reality of it, he turned and said, I don't know him. And not only once, but three times. Three times. Now, to add insult to injury, it would have been tough enough for St. Peter to deny our Lord three times in that way, but to have been warned, you are going to deny me? No, I'm not. Really? I will go with you anywhere. But he denied him. Three times. After being warned. And again, our Lord says to us, You see how much I love you. You see how much I have done in your lives. You see how much I have transformed things around you. You see how I've changed you, I've built you, I've molded you, I've shaped you. I want you to be by my side. When people come and say, well, what do you think about these matters? I don't know, nothing to do with me. I don't like to get involved in politics. I don't like to get involved in issues. I don't like to talk about this stuff. I don't speak about religion with people. My faith is mine. I don't need to discuss it. But no, no, no. We've seen you. No, no, no. I I don't talk about these things. Don't come near me. You must have me confused with somebody else. But you said one day that you believed in Jesus. No, no, no. You must have me confused with somebody else. Because my life now is just about getting warmed I don't want to be attacked by these people around me. I don't want to be thrown out of this courtyard. I don't want to not be able to warm myself around the fire. I don't want to lose that support. I don't want to be victimized and persecuted. So no, I don't know him. Tough. So we have... an inability to journey, we have a denial, but then we have an outright betrayal. Take him. The one who I will kiss, this is the one. So it wasn't enough even to say, he's over there. I will come with you. I will point him out and I will betray him. Now, of course, Judas was human. And of course, there must have been an element of something that led him to do that. You know, was it the costly oil? Was it the sinful women that our Lord forgave? Was it the reaching out to the lepers? What was it? What triggered him? What pushed him to that level? Whatever it was, in his mind, that betrayal was justified. And that shows us the danger of our thoughts and our minds sometimes. In our minds, it is sometimes justifiable to say, I am no longer a follower. Now, we're not going to say it quite so clearly we're not going to take 30 pieces of silver we're not going to betray our lord so openly but we'll betray him in our actions in our words in our deeds and we are justified instead of saying what about these what about this costly oil we'll say what is all this hymnology instead of saying what about the forgiveness of these unworthy people will say, What about all these people who are not as good as I am? Rather than saying, You've reached out to those who are defiled, you'll say, How can I expect to love people like that? In our own minds is justified. And so I will not go to the chief priests. I will not take 30 pieces of silver, but I will go out into the streets and through my actions and my words, I will reject him. I'm not part of this. I don't belong to this. I don't believe in this. And I won't take the 30 pieces of silver, but I'll take fame. I'll take celebrity. I'll take compliments. I'll take the euphoria of this world but at some level, I will continue, at some level, I will continue to have regret. That regret that drives me to then try to do something about it at some stage. But not just then. And so we need to be careful that we do not justify those words and those actions in our own minds. You see, we can't just read these stories and live through these scenarios every year and pretend that's all we need to do. We need to superimpose them onto our own lives and see what lessons we can learn but you know what the hopeful thing is the hopeful thing in this whole scenario is the disciples who couldn't stay awake still met with our lord afterwards and they still became great evangelists the disciple who denied him three times after being warned wept bitterly and still became a great father of the church the one who betrayed him could have come back but he lost hope and so even if we fit into any of those categories we know there's a way back and believe me And I, along with you, we all fall into at least one of these categories, if not all three of them, at some stage of our lives, sometimes repeatedly. But there is a way back. Because our Lord is not on trial tonight, He is not going to be crucified tomorrow, because He is already risen. This is an account of what happened 2,000 years ago. The reality is, He is risen. The reality is we do have hope. The reality is we can be forgiven if we repent and return. And the reality is that he wants us, even if we sleep, even if we betray him, even if we deny him, because he knows our brokenness. And all of this, all of this, the incarnation, the cross, the resurrection, is because we were broken. And it's because he came to heal us and to restore us and to reconcile us. So tonight is a tough night, but it's also a hopeful night. Because if we fit into any of those categories, there is a way back. There is a way back now. There is always a way back into the heart of God that never changes, that never hardens, and that never rejects. And glory be to God forever.